And now, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network presents Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. This is BC Food and Wine Radio, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. And I'm feeling good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we are, uh, well, we've got a show that's going to take you around the province today. We're going to uh, start with Michael Barche over on the, uh, uh, just below the Black Sage bench, the middle bench. Michael's going to talk about his rosé, among other things. We can't wait to catch up with him. We always call him one of the smartest uh, guys in the business, Casey. Yes, and he's a mathematician. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Vancouver Island, we're going to head over there. And uh, it's been a while since we talked to Paul Brenner. Uh, I think the last time we were there, Casey, we were uh, looking at or talking about a vineyard that Pedro Para had planted for him to make sparkling wine with. Yes, so. and it looked like Pedro was digging a grave. It was amazing <laughs> as how he does his research on vineyards. Yeah, so we're going to talk to Paul about the possibilities of uh, soil and place for Vancouver Island Pinot Noir. Uh, and then we're going back up to the Okanagan, down to the Oliver uh, Golden Mile Bench area. Uh, uh, sorry, a Soyuz Oliver area. And we're going to talk to Ingo Grady about his new uh, rosé uh, that he's made under the Hermit Wine level. Uh, Casey, have you been put to work yet in that vineyard that Ingo has? I haven't, but up? I've I, seen it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. <laughs> Yeah, he's looking for help. So all that and more coming up on the show. I don't know if you notice the music coming in, Casey, but uh, Cedar Creek is offering, or they put together a Spotify list uh, for Soul Sundays over on their website, and they were uh, talking about making scones and serving them with home block sparkling brute. Okay, so all that and more coming up next on the, the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. We'll take you around the province, and we'll catch up with everybody. Stick around. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Barb Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery. At Poplar Grove, we have a deep respect for the endless potential of our land in the Okanagan. To reach that potential, we know it takes foresight, courage, and the ability to laugh with nature rather than to fight it. It takes a team who embraces this journey to make truly inspired wines. I'm Barb Haller, owner of Poplar Grove Winery, inviting you to join us. Become a member of our wine club at poplargrove.ca. Poplar Grove, available at private fine wine stores. Come and get married in the land of Ing at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyas. Beachfront on Osuyas Lake, Canada's warmest lake. One stop for all your wedding dreams. Gorgeous lakefront suites at Watermark Beach Resort for you, your family, and your friends. Farm to table South Okanagan cuisine. Dining and whining, laughing and celebrating. Deep in wine country. <laughs> Connect today. Weddings at watermarkbeachresort.com. 
Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more, so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenere, while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're really happy to have Michael Barche with us today. Of course, uh, chief winemaker over at Barche Brothers. The last time I saw you, Michael, was at the wine festival. Actually, I saw your brother a bit more than you. Uh, oh, yeah. I I love talking to people's brothers to find out what they're really like. <laughs> I learned a lot of stuff about you, Michael. He cannot be trusted. <laughs> he comes from poor genetic stock. Uh, well, you're called Barche Brothers, so uh, uh, but your brother lives. He, he lives in Alberta, does he not? Uh, mostly, or yeah, he lives. Uh, he lives in Calgary. He has a day job. He's contemplating making the move back out here. Our little winery's um, busy enough that uh, there's enough work to do. But yeah. uh, he's thinking that maybe it's time for him to uh, come and be a, a full-time practitioner. What's wow. it like to work with your brother? Uh, well, in my case, very good. Um, <laughs> because he's in you know, Calgary. <laughs> Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it, 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 in, in all seriousness, he's been fantastic. As far as our skill set is concerned, it's a good partnership. We're quite complementary. Neither of us knows what the other guy does. Uh, neither of us understands what the and other guy does. And he's an accountant. Yeah, he's an accountant by training. And he doesn't practice accounting. He's a, he's a land manager in the oil and gas business. Oh. But, uh, so, but he really understands you know, farming. He understands, well, land, obviously, and, and leases and contracts the administration side of our business and of course my background is is production you know growing and uh, and winemaking so the two of us together we make a man we make one brain yeah well i know you said we caught you doing your nails just on the phone now but uh (laughs) uh if we do speak about the virus for a minute how how are you adapting at barche how do you see it what what's the effect at your winery well um our our greatest strength as a business you know, turned out to be quite a weakness for us. We we sell a lot of wine to restaurants, and of course that dried up overnight. You know, and the only thing worse than that is I'm I, I feel awful for our restaurants. These uh, I, I hope that they get through this. Yeah, uh, we're having a difficult time, and uh, and we're having a better time of it than they are because they have gone to zero. And then, secondly, uh, you know, our, our next largest uh, source of sales are people rolling up to the winery door, you know, having wine tastings and tasting and, and buying wine right at the winery. So, we've had a very nice uptick in uh, in online sales, and mm-hmm. and that's been fantastic. It doesn't, you know, nearly compensate for the sales that we've lost otherwise, but it's but it's it seems to be growing every day. And yeah, we're we're trying hard to. You know, put ourselves out in different in a different way than we used to. Obviously, we can't sell through restaurants. You know, private wine stores, the BC Liquor Board, have been absolutely stellar to us. They've been fantastic. Uh, God bless them. They've been buying our wine and helping us get our wine in front, into people's hands through that. Yeah. And, and as I said, of course, through through our website, barchebros.com. <laughs> so just looking back, is there anything, knowing this might have been coming, that you would have done when you were developing your market? 
I, I think probably, I mean, the only thing that we would have done is perhaps be a bit more diversified in how we sell our wine. And, uh, and we've always wanted to have a, a better online presence, but perhaps we were too busy selling our wine elsewhere. Yes. So you know, being the lazy uh, people we are. But, uh, but online's a big commitment. And you're it, it a small a winery. And, and, and we're farmers. I'm a farmer. Don's an accountant. We, we, we don't understand it that well, although learning very quickly right now. But I'll, but I'll tell you, I'm proud of what we've done. Uh, you know, our, our little business has done very well. We've had the support of, of a lot of people, and uh, and we have zero to complain about. I heard rumors that you were d- delivering wine around the valley in the back of your truck. Are you, uh, are you still doing that? And I'm wondering, can I? Are people not able to drop by the winery and do that contactless pickup of wine? Or um, we we are able to do that, and it's it's. And it's by chance because we spend a lot of time in the vineyard right now. It's, it's all hands on deck. The, the vineyard didn't notice that there's a pandemic and it, it continues <laughs> to get to get ready for uh, for the growing season. So we're making sure that we stay on top of that. Anybody that wants to to pick up wine, uh, we can uh, arrange to have them pick it up, or we just deliver it uh, free to their doorstep. Either mm. uh, one of ourselves will will deliver it to our. Uh, or a career. I want to get to the wines, yeah. but what are you doing at the moment? What's going on in the vineyards? Uh, well, we finished pruning, and when you prune, we just basically cut away all of the uh, last year's growth and leave two canes. And what, what we're doing right now is we're tying those two canes down to a wire and setting up the vine for its growing season. So it has a mm-hmm. nice strong wire to uh, to grow from and, and carry the weight of the of the new growth and of course the fruit. So we're just yeah. we're just finishing. We have about another week left of tying the vines down, and, and then that's yeah. it. Typically, that would be a little bit behind schedule, but but this vineyard is uh, well, this vintage is behind schedule. It's a uh, it's a bit of a late vintage so far. Probably. Okay, so what's available? We want to talk about the say the new releases plus uh, I don't know is it rosé time or what? What sort of wines can we get our hands on that make sense <laughs> at this time of the year? Well, definitely rosé. It is rosé time, and uh, I looked at the weather forecast. So we're going into the twenties next week. Thank uh, thank goodness. So that's very civilized, and, uh, and with the warmer weather, some ice-cold rosé is fantastic, which we're able to sell through the BC Liquor Board. Oh, wow. Uh, so it's widely it, available. Yeah, it, it is widely available. Uh, the BC Liquor Board has also um, purchased our Chardonnay, and, and that's available in quite a few stores. Uh, I'm very proud of our Chardonnay. Uh, I'm very proud of the style of our Chardonnay, which is, which is a very lean, crisp, and refreshing style. It's not that heavy, ponderous, um, oaky style at all. And are you talking about the 17 in the store? Is that what's out, or the 16? Uh, 2018 is in the stores. 18, pardon me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, as, as everything that we sell, of course, is uh, available in our online store, and we're selling quite a bit through some pi- private retailers and the, and the grocery stores that have their, um, their store within a store. What's next on the radar for the wine industry, Michael? Yeah, that's a good... That's a good question. I wish I knew. I'll tell you what, I, this is what I believe is going to happen. People's behaviors have changed as a result of this pandemic. And I think it's a habit. Uh, you know, people you know, are going to be shopping more online. I think that there'll be you know, more of an online retail environment in the, in the wine industry. I think that people will be eating at home a lot more. I hate to say that um, consideration of, of my friends in the restaurants, but I believe that it's, that it's going to be a reality. As as you know, there are oceans of really good wine uh, available out there in the world. Yes, it's very competitive, and I think that people, you know, are realizing that. And people have we're going to have less money to spend. I think that um, I think that people are going to be spending less money on wine. 
mm-hmm. and I think that there's going to be some pressure on uh, wineries to be a bit more efficient, you know, to look at their bottom line a little closer and perhaps uh, pay attention, you know, to people buying down a little bit. Yeah, one of the things that I've been looking at or studying is, so I look at a guy like Barche Brothers and I say, okay, these guys are smart and they know how to make wine, but can they make a $15 wine? And uh, because I think that's what everybody wants. Uh, you know, they want a $100 wine that costs 15 We know you can't do that, but, you know, prices are not, uh, local prices are not cheap. But even no, internationally, you know, internationally, we just see some good examples once in a while of people that are just knocking it out of the park at 15 or $16 because they're using all of their smarts and their resources to, they know how to make wine. And more importantly, they know what a great wine tastes like. So, so they can make a $15 wine that really has appeal. Uh, do, do you think that could happen? Um, I, th- I think it has no choice but to happen. And, uh, you know, $15 is going to be on the low side uh, in British Columbia wines. I- I'm intimately familiar with, uh, with the business model, with pricing, with costing, and with operations in our environment. Uh, making a really good $15 wine can be done. And I think that, that not a lot of operators are able to do that. Um, but mm-hmm. I think that they're about to figure out how to do it one way or the other. Well, one positive thing that I've noticed in the last month is everybody is drinking more wine. And as my (laughs) son-in-law said, the best thing about the coronavirus is that the happy hour starts at 1 p.m. Yeah, that's right. Is it past the yard arm yet? Yeah, you're you're correct. And uh, and (laughs) I'm probably included in that group as well. We we need a few few jokes at this time. By the way, we're speaking with Michael Barche, uh, part uh, one of the two parts of Barche Bros. Uh, BarcheBros.com is where you can look up the wines that we've been talking about: the Chardonnay, the Rosé, other wines available. Terrific Semillon and uh, uh, a very snappy Gewurztraminer. And then he's got some great reds there too, including a GSM that I just love, the 2017. Uh, oh, Michael, not to be not to be too glib, but maybe you could get rid of the winemaker and just keep the owner, and that would help you cut costs a bit. Uh. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, that's, uh, this is one thing that we're fortunate about is actually talking to our banker a few days ago, you know, just in conversation, and, and he asked us, you know, what is your competitive advantage, which is, you know, banker talk. Yeah. So, and I thought about that. I think, what is our competitive advantage? And I, and I think, um, you know, if there's one thing that we're good at, uh, you know, that that we're lucky about is that we're operators. Um, I've been doing this in my entire adult life. You know, if push comes to shove, I can I can run this entire place by myself. And I don't want to. It's a lot of work. But I yeah. can, you know, I can farm. I can drive tractor. I can uh, I can filter and, and bottle whatever. Uh, do the lab work and do it quite well. Yeah. So, so we're lucky in that respect that we don't have to you know pay for one of these outrageous uh, prima donna winemakers. <laughs> uh. <laughs> well, we're going to leave you on a high note, Michael. You're making uh, really wonderful wine, and I, I know that uh, our listeners will be happy to support you at uh, barchebro.com. You can check out those wines and get yourself a delivery. If I order a wine online, Michael, what are the chances I'll get it in one day, 10 days, 20 days? How, how's that working? Uh, the next day, if it goes, if the, if the order is received <laughs> in the morning. Yeah. Okay. And join like the that. wine club. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today on uh, the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Keep your chin up, man. Uh, this thing is going to pass, and uh, it might be a new yes, world, but who knows? could be a better world. Hopefully.
hopefully. Yeah, I'm, I'm optimistic that it will be. Casey, Anthony, thank you very much for this. It's, it's, hey. really, it's always nice to talk to you, too. You're so welcome. And uh, get back to tying those vines down, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it. I'll put my best man on it here. <laughs> See you later. Thanks, Michael. Take care. Michael Barche, uh, Barche Bros, B-R-O-S dot com, uh, is the place to go to check out his wines. He's making uh, really sensitive, uh, not natural wines, but just really uh, terroir-based wines, I think is the best way to talk about it. Wines that come from a place made by someone. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Spring is in the air and Tin Horn Creek Vineyards invites you to celebrate the coming of the sun with a trip to Oliver before the crowds come. Their tasting room is open daily from 10 till 6 and the award-winning Miradoro restaurant is also now open for the season. Join the Crush Club and get VIP treatment including club-only wines, early access to new releases and more. Plus, pick up your 2020 Canadian Concert Series early bird tickets online now before they all sell out and get all four concerts for the price of three. Details at tinhorn.com. Have the extraordinary organic wines of Summerhill Pyramid Winery in the pristine Okanagan Valley delivered to your door. When you become an organic ambassador, a portion of every purchase you make at Summerhill goes back into your account, which you can use towards future purchases anytime. Share the love with your friends to earn even more credits. Find out more about Summerhill Pyramid Winery's organic ambassador program and order online by visiting summerhill.bc.ca. GizmondiOnWine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark GizmondiOnWine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at GizmondiOnWine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Giz. Mondi on wine. Springtime at Spirit Ridge Resort means sunshine, lounging poolside, dining, relaxation, and wine tasting. Enjoy the day with horseback riding, wine tours, a round at the on-site golf course, even a relaxing spa treatment. At night, warm up around a cozy fire or do some stargazing. Spirit Ridge has it all. Discover a true wellness-centered oasis in the heart of Canada's only desert at Spirit Ridge Resort in Asuyus, an experience like none other. Part of the Unbound Collection by Hyatt. Visit spiritridge.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. You don't have to worry, cause baby, there ain't no mountain high enough. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, we're really pleased to go over to Vancouver Island, to Cowichan, in fact, to speak with Paul Brenner. He's the proprietor of Blue Grouse Estate Winery. Paul, how are you today? I'm very good. Thank you, Tony. Uh, I'm surprised to find you in British Columbia at this time of the year. I know you spend a lot of time in uh, South America. I guess you won't be going there for a while. Well, I got trapped here, so I came up for a two- or three-week visit, and I've been here now a month. In fact, I was supposed to be back home yesterday, and uh looks like I'll be here for a few months yet. Yeah. Uh, what's your connection with South America? I know you have a strong well, one in your 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 spouse. 
Yeah, my my wife's Peruvian, and when I retired, I asked her where you want to go, and she said I want to go home. I thought she was <laughs> kidding for the first. I thought she was kidding for the first two years, but turns out I was wrong. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you like it down there. Yeah, you get used to it. I, you get used to it. Yeah, and and I yeah, Peru is uh, Lima, of course, is is a foodie capital of the world, or or one of the top destinations now, and you can get outstanding just about anything there. So, uh, yeah, I enjoy it. And the wines too, Paul. Well, well, well. Um, yeah, Peruvian wines aren't there. They've got some excellent piscos now. Yes. Uh, and, of course, we get most of our wine from Argentina. So Argentina's yeah. pretty good, Chile. And then you can get imported wines. But generally, you know, you get gross that weren't the best in Europe. So if mm-hmm. you get a if you get a Yakim, you're going to get the year that wasn't very good and didn't sell very well. Really? But you can get it. Yeah, yes. but you can get all it. We, you know, Paul, we don't have gobs of time, but I think it's interesting. Why, how did you get into this business? Why did you do it on Vancouver Island, and why are you in Cowich, and how did that all sort of come together? Well, I got a long list of excuses, but uh, I, I think in the end, we were living in Lima, and we needed a place, I think, in Canada. Uh, I have family. My parents are passed away now, but they're both buried on the island. They were in Nanaimo. I've got family in Nanaimo. And we just wanted to, I always tell them, we wanted to be close, but not too close. And we had been looking for a winery and just stumbled across Blue Grouse and said, geez, let's have a look. And it's turned out, from a family point of view, it's turned out very good. So we do a lot of family stuff here. And uh, it's become a focal center for our Canadian uh, family. Somebody knocking on my door here. (laughs) I just love doing these home interviews. Uh, (laughs) He wants to know my name. I I can't even think of it. Uh, Yeah, Paul, uh, what I like a lot about what you've been doing is you, uh, a lot of people have that dream, they go and do it, but you actually got yourself involved with some experts too. I know that you're working with Pedro Parra, somebody I have a lot of respect for. And uh, and you have a lot of history with uh, geography and geology, I guess, is probably the better word. Uh, you picked a special spot. Are you happy with what you and Pedro have come up with now? Well, I, I put a lot of that stuff in the category of dumb luck. But I, I guess in terms of people like Pedro, um, we kind of have a default position that we don't know enough. So let's ask people who do. Mm-hmm. And we look for people like Pedro, and he came through us through Okanagan Crush Pad. Uh, we're now trying to scout somebody out in the Oregon area to help us with our Pinot program yep. uh, on the winemaking side. And we've kind of, we, a lot of the stuff we do in our vineyard, we look south. But it's just not the Okanagan. It's totally different, different climate, very similar to Willamette, same climate structure. Uh, so, you know, it makes sense that, that we're doing things similar to that. Um, we're trying to do Pinots. We're going to, we've planted some Chardonnay. We'll see the, the first few grapes of that this year, probably. And, you know, over the coming years. And of course, Pinot Gris is a grape here that does well. And, and we've done some very nice rosés with the Gamay. So, you know, that kind of burgundy area just seems to fit what we're doing. And the guys yeah. south of us are doing the same thing. So, you know, it's, it fits. And what about sparkling wine? Uh, we have a, a small sparkling program, which we're trying to expand. Um, and, a, again, you know, we've got the climate for that kind of thing. It, it 
fits very well. We've got uh, warm days, cool, cool nights. We get a cool fall and a cool spring. So, you know, if you if you look, I, I kind of look in the, the, you know, from Champagne down through Burgundy, that kind of area, that's exactly the same latitude we're at. And we have, we have far more rain, uh, but our summers are drier. And so, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of look to what people who know what they're doing are doing and say, does that make some sense? So that's kind of how we, and with the help of Pedro Parra and, and others, we've uh, we've kind of come on what we're trying to do here. So sparkling. You, yeah. yeah, describe what Pedro does. I mean, it's pretty fascinating. Well, look, Pedro is, a, is an expert in terroir, and he comes and digs holes in the ground and kind of tell you, you know, this is this is ideal for this position. So he tries to put our soil types together with rootstock, uh, grape variety, and uh, the uh, plant that we pick, so the, the clone. The so clone, that's what yeah. he's, you know, in, in kind of a, you know, a simple way. That's basically what he does, and, and we followed that lead, uh, most of which has been good. There have been a few things on the rootstock side that haven't worked very well in our climate or our, our terroir, but we're kind of fixing that. And that's that's one area where we've gone kind of to Oregon and said, what are you guys doing? And we've made some changes yeah. Uh, in that regard yeah it's uh well it's a it's a long game uh, you got to be in it for a long time to to realize uh you know the big picture but it's fun that you've gone down that route because i think when once you you go down the sort of fine wine route and you like fine wine and you drink fine wine and then you can grow fine wine too that you're you know that's half the battle Hey, uh, just quickly, you've got, uh, could we say you have two styles of wine then? Can we talk about Quill and Estate and how you've set up there? Yeah, look, Estate wine is basically what we're producing on on our own property. So we, when, when we bought the place, it was mostly German crosses, things like Ortega, Bacchus, Sigaribe, and we haven't owned it long enough and haven't been smart, smart long enough to kind of say, you know, this works and this doesn't work. So we stuck with that. We've got a little bit of Pinot Noir. We make about 200, generally less than that, less than 200 cases a year. And Pinot Gris, a little bit more, 250 cases a year, something like that. So that's the estate. Uh, But we realized pretty early on that if we were going to, you know, turn it into a business, that we had to do a lot more wine. And the vineyard thing takes a long time. So we started buying... Uh, local grapes. It's very difficult. There's not a big wine, a grape growing industry on the island. So we buy what we can. We get some Gamay, we get some Pinot, we get some, we get some other German clones, uh, yep. Pinot Gris. But but the quantities, and there's three or four of us competing for it, so the quantities are pretty skinny. Uh, and we supplement that a little bit with uh, purchased grapes from the Okanagan. So we do a, a big red, which is a kind of a east side Bordeaux style red with uh, Merlot and Cabernet Franc, and then we yep. always throw something from the island in there. So there's some Marshall Foch or something we buy off the island, it's usually in the ten to fifteen percent range. So we built that Quill brand out just for the wines that where we use principally purchased grapes. And if we have mm. some estate grapes and we didn't blend them into something or had had more than we wanted, we'll blend it into the Quills as well. Yeah. Uh- well, one thing we want to do is help you sell a lot of wine this month uh, because you're, uh, Casey, and they're involved in uh, quite a pr- nice project to raise some money. Yes, it's BC Wine Month, and I love what you're doing. It's called Nourish Chow, uh, 
Cowichan. Can you tell us about it? Look, Nourish Cowichan was set up, geez, I, about five years ago or so, to, uh, to help feed hungry children in the school system. And Cowichan Valley is has about 30, a little bit over 30% of the population live below the poverty level. And so hungry kids at school was was an important thing. Uh, it's one of the one of the two poorest uh, areas in British Columbia. So they started that, and and we've been a supporter, uh, you know, with a few things we've done for the last two or three years. And this year we kind of we were looking at the BC Hospitality F- Foundation and other things, and and the staff kind of told me says we should keep this close to home. There are people here that that need our help. Most of our customers are here, wine club members and so on. So we uh, we hit on. Nourish Cowichan, and we said we'll we'll give a dollar per bottle, and then I said, well, the family will pitch in another dollar on its own for the for the thing, and we're trying to raise ten thousand um, dollars. We're at about as of last Friday, I think we were at twenty three hundred dollars. So, in a third of the way through the month, we're not too far off, and uh, we're just going to give a good push at the end of the month, and hopefully, we we get them some money, and they can. It takes I think it's. $20 to feed a, a child for a week or something like that. So yeah, uh, it makes a big difference. It sure so, does. I can't so think folks, of anything better to do. Yeah. Folks can go online to bluegrouse.ca, order some wine, and get uh, get those orders included in this to help out to uh, uh, nourish Cowichan. Uh, okay, Paul, Burgundy, or not, I, I see Burgundy by default. Pinot Noir, everybody's crazy about Pinot Noir, and everybody has an opinion on it. Uh, how do you, where do you think you are at the moment on Vancouver Island? Because I've seen a lot of very promising bottles come out of there already. Uh, it, it has to be gratifying that the you know that what's happening there. Look, I, I look at it in two ways. I, I think that there's some very interesting potential here, but we've kind of you know Island wine has been around for about thirty years. If we're generous. So 30 years in the world of wine is a meaningless number in my view. So I don't I don't think we know what we can do. We know that we can come up with some pretty decent pinots, but but I always tell everyone let's talk in two or three hundred years. So I think we're on the track. I think the potential's there. I think you know global warming is probably in our favor. Uh, and and you know I don't want to take anything away from anyone, but I think we've got a long way to go before we can kind of wave our flag as is the next Burgundy or Willamette or, or place like that. We've got a lot of work to do, and that's what we're trying to do. We're making a, a big investment in that. We're planting a lot of Pinot Noir here. We're getting expert advice, and uh, hopefully we prove ourselves right. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Paul Brunner, he's the proprietor of Blue Grouse Estate. Uh, Paul, thanks for joining us today. Uh, I don't know about 300 years. I can remember when Oregon Pinot was not very good. And the same with California, and, and 35, 40 years later, they seem to have turned the corner. So don't give up uh, too soon. You might still be around, like me, to see uh, to see some really exciting stuff happening. Thanks for joining us, Paul. You're welcome. It was a real pleasure. And yeah. I understand you're doing 25% off the quill with the purchase of a case. That is correct, the quill white. Yes. So, yes. Great. Okay, Paul, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, good luck. Uh, We hope we can wind down this pandemic sooner than later and uh, at least get back to a new normal. Thank you.
Thank you. Paul Brunner, he's the proprietor of Blue Grouse Estate Winery over on Vancouver Island in the Cowichan area, bluegrouse.ca, to have a look at uh, their wines online and help out Nourish Cowichan. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll take a quick break, but we'll be back. Uh, we're going to chat with our old pal Ingo Grady up in uh, the Asoyas area of the Okanagan Valley. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. The BC wine industry is all about people. People crafting products with passion. Save On Foods is proud to support our local wine industry by carrying the world's largest selection of BC VQA wines from producers all across our province. That's over 1,200 labels from more than 160 vineyards. Plus, there are new ones added all the time. Wines of British Columbia at select Save On Foods locations. For special offers in-store and online, visit saveonfoods.com wine. Mount Boucherie Estate Winery regretfully announces that due to recent developments, all on-site operations at the winery will cease for the foreseeable future. The health and safety of customers and staff are paramount, and therefore, they will be delaying the opening of their new facilities until further notice. The online store will remain open, with free shipping for orders of six bottles or more, and pickup will be available from the wine shop in West Kelowna. For more information and updated developments, please visit mtboucherie.com. Calling all winemakers, craft brewers, cider makers, or artisan distillers. Canada's first wine village is coming, and you could be a part of it. Located at the gateway to Canada's wine capital in Oliver, the village provides turnkey, low-capital production facilities that are available for lease starting now. But with space for only 16 artisan producers, the time to act is now to be part of history and start crafting your unique story. To learn more, visit districtwinevillage.com. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're now offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We're all hunkering down and preparing for weeks of social distancing. Hillside is here to make it just a little bit easier. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, I'm enjoying this music, Casey, from the Spotify list from Cedar Creek we talked about earlier. Uh, it makes me feel young again. It does. I love it. <laughs> Maybe I'll listen this weekend over at uh, cedarcreek.ca. You can download that on Spotify. Hey, our next guest is Ingo Grady. He's been on the show uh, many times over the years, this time from his own vineyard in the South Okanagan. Ingo, how are you today? Uh, keeping well and positive. One can't help being positive when spring sprung and, and there's activity in the vineyards. And Ingo, your wines are called Hermit Wines. Where did that name come from? Because you definitely are not a hermit. No, not, I'm, I'm a more outgoing person. Um, I always, well, if I go way back, I had a hand in creating Quatrain at Mission Hill, which was really sexying up. It was what at the time was a boring Oculus. You know, it was just a Bordeaux blend, and there's so many of them. We injected a dollop of Syrah, and I've always wanted to make a wine called the Hermit because um, that practice in Bordeaux before French wine laws kicked in uh, was common in poor vintages. 
sending a tanker truck to the town of Hermitage, loaded up with Syrah from the Rhone, and blended with your Bordeaux wine to give it extra strength and color. So I don't like using French nomenclature with respect to wine because most people don't speak French. So the Hermit is short for Hermitage. Oh, the practice okay. of adding Syrah to an otherwise boring Bordeaux blend. Right. I love it. Boring, Great. Right? <laughs> so, so Ingo, you, you, uh, you've actually teamed up with the Dollywell family who are, uh, uh, I would say, very large landowners now or vineyard owners in the South Okanagan, well, all over the Okanagan. And uh, I just wondered if uh, how that gives you, that gives you a wide range of things that you can choose. To, to accessibility to grapes, yeah, that really accessibility to grapes that normally people cannot find. Um, yeah. The Dollywall story itself is a great one. Um, Suki Dollywall came here in '95, virtually penniless, you know, with five borrowed dollars in his pocket. Um, today he has some 400 acres of premium vineyard sites on both the eastern and western bench of Osoyoz, um, mm. and he's the best grower down here. So you made uh, last year you made a rosé this year you have a different you have another rosé but is it a, it's a different blend I think so you've done two different things uh, already out of the gate Well I I'm I'm making the wine at the nearby Kismet winery because my own vineyard isn't quite uh, quite ready yet for for wines that I like that I enjoy drinking so yep. the hermit uh, we made all of four barrels the 90 cases are virtually sold out uh, and um then last year it, just at the beginning of harvest, Suki called, and he was picking Movedra early at about 20 bricks. And yeah. I couldn't believe my luck. So um, we made our first rosé, and I'm calling it Elegance. So the 2019 Elegance rosé is sort of the sequel to the Hermit red wine. Yeah. Uh, well, I had a chance to taste it. And uh, for me, I don't know, we talked about this sort of off-air uh about the style of it, and for me, it's a, it's a little bit like the Rhone style that you would find in Tavel. That's what I'm picking up on it. Yeah. Well, I latched onto the fact that I could get my hands on Movedra and make a wine with 100%. Movedra is usually used for coloring, you know, in yep. Chardonnay de Pop and other blends. Um, but this is decidedly bone dry. You know, it finished uh, fermentation at 1.5 grams of sugar of, of residual, you know, bright red fruit flavors. There's a hint of, of earthiness and, and black pepper, um, super versatile, but not for the West Van uh, Ladies Book Club crowd. It's, it's, uh, it's a bona fide it's, it's, dry. It's for, the Casey Willi- yeah, it's for the Casey Wilson <laughs> cooking club, I think. Uh, <laughs> Sounds good to me. What are you cooking? What are you thinking about cooking with that then, or eating with it? I guess. Oh, I, I, I just got I got some food porn from my friend Gord Ritchie at Play Winery. Uh, I'd say anything from a, uh, a, a zesty Caesar salad, you know, where the anchovies are still moving, um, <laughs> to um, you know, to everybody. Every winery restaurant is doing pizza, so uh, the best pizza in the South Okanagan would be a Trado uh, in Penticton, next to my favorite coffee shop. Um, Wade and Frida. So there's there's a lot of. I mean, for me, elegance was made to drink like uh, you know, to pour pour me another glass. You know, that's the kind of wine it is. So it's exceedingly versatile with uh, all types of dishes. You know, you don't have to go southern French or Provençal. I think anything that's fresh and grown in the Okanagan or raised in the Okanagan works for me, provided okay. you're you know what to do with it. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I've been. Um cooking a lot of pasta and i think rosé goes really mm. well with it especially if you add some seafood 
yeah, seafood. Or I used to, you know, I'm not into really tomatoey sauces, so I always have some 33% whipping cream on hand. Right. So make it more of a pink color. You know, make it pink, and make, I like it when the color of of the food or an element of the food matches the color of the wine. It's just it's just prettier that way. I like anybody who's got thirty percent, thirty three percent whipping cream hanging around the <laughs> That's house. That's right. Uh, <laughs> Ingo, describe your labels, and how difficult is it to do a label to choose a label? Well, I should say that you know, Ingo Grady does not have a Spotify music mix. <laughs> Uh-huh. Everything is pretty basic around here. I came up with the name The Hermit, and my wife's, uh, Patty's uncle, Harvey Overton, who lives in Melbourne, Australia, um, but spent summers in the Caribou, where Patty's from, um, I said, he's, he's quite a, a, a painter, an artist. He's done, so long story short, he painted The Hermit label for me. It's uh, number 421 of his oil paintings. It's an original. I put it on the label. It took all of four weeks to go from... Uh, the idea of it to bottling and having the label ready. Um, elegance was entirely different. Uh, my good friend Jeffrey Moss came up with it. Uh, it's an it's a it's a, a his um, what do you call it a period photograph that just has a lady young lady reclining relaxing with an elegant glass of wine. You know it it speaks to the wine. So I'm not creating a brand here. You know under the Hermit Wine Company or HermitWine.com uh, you'll find just a real mixture of different labels, no branding. I want people to fall in love with each of those wines. I want my restaurant partners to list all of the wines I make, not just one of them and say, you know, they'll recognize it. It's like Mission Hill or Quailsgate. No, no, this is the Hermit. It's a standalone autonomous wine. This is Elegant. And I just bottled a third blend. Um, It's sort of a GSM plus two more varieties. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Having fun. Ingo, uh, originally when we talked about these wines, uh, they were completely focused on restaurants, and we know what's going on mm. in restaurants. Have you had to change sort of midstream, or what? What? what how does that work when you're? I, I'm sure you're not alone. A lot of wineries doing a lot of business with restaurants are not at the moment. What's What's the game plan? Uh, well, reluctantly changing it. Um, I think uh, all of the vintners in the Okanagan and really globally need to understand the overall severity of the situation we're in, accepting the economic reality, and adjust our business plans accordingly. Now, those wineries that already have strong um, internet and direct delivery sales and who are active in grocery channels, you know, I'm not any of those things. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I've got a very basic website, very little traffic. So I'm having to go after the retail sector, uh, and I'm doing so reluctantly because I'm a restaurant person. I'm a server at heart, and those sales have simply collapsed. Um, but for your listeners, you know, I think, as you know, the restaurant business is tough in the best of times, and that sector is not bouncing back anytime soon. So let's support them now. You know, I, I think 20, 30% of them will never open up, but, but a new generation of new concept restaurants will replace them. Um, but I don't know if you're aware, my good friend Al Hudek wrote a, a thesis on this, and it's not... Uh, the most optimistic read ever. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was quite intrigued to see that our friend David Eisenstead, um, who owns the keg and a few other great diners, steakhouses, uh, just took a 50% stake in Blasted Church in OK Falls. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll see more of that. I don't know how that works with our tied house rules. Uh, I don't either. Oh, that's interesting. 
there's rules yeah. and there's <laughs> rules. <laughs> so when when this ends, we're yeah. we're not sure what the impact will be, but right now, just so we can support the restaurants and they're all offering takeout with wine, although yeah. they're not making, you know, they're not really making money on the wine, but what can you do in your area for takeout? Oh, well, I'm, I did a bit of research, and, and I'm sticking to my uh, neighborhood here in the south of Okanagan. Um, closest to me is my friends at Kismet. Their Masala Bistro is, uh, is not open for dinner, um, but for takeout or delivery, and it's the best Indian cuisine um, east of Vigis, if I can say that. Um, sure. Then our friend uh, Manny and, and his chef Jeff at Miradoro, Similarly, yep. they have daily fresh sheets of, um, of takeout, takeaway food. And um, if you pick it up, uh, you might as well pick up a six-pack of wine. Um, and I think the most interesting one would be our friend Gord Ritchie's Play Winery, Play to Go. I think if you just Google that or, or go to Play Wineries, um, they have a residential neighborhood just behind the winery above uh, Penticton Airport. And mm-hmm. he's got a great uh, former sous chef from uh, Hawksworth in Vancouver, um, doing uh, daily uh, fresh sheets, uh, interesting food uh, made fresh for you, delivered to the residents or anywhere else in the Penticton area, and it's taken off quite nicely. And, and once a week, he's added a grocery delivery service. So you, I think you order on Mondays, and they deliver on Wednesdays. But better check it out in detail um, at Plate to Go. And he, he's not um, grouchy not a anymore. Friend, but a great Sorry? <laughs> and he's not grouchy anymore. <laughs> well, he, he has his moment. <laughs> hey, you, you guys. <laughs> and and both Miradora and uh, Play Winery are available with fresh sheets. They're kind of covering lunch and dinner, so 12 to 6 p.m. you can do takeout. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, and I should say that at Play Winery, um, with the new winemaker, um, the wines are much improved from previous vintages, and much of that is attributable to Gord's excellent work working with yeah. the gifted winemaker. So, hey, and great packaging. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm just trying to get through them at the moment, reviewing them. Uh, we're speaking with Ingo. Great, Ingo. We're just about out of time. But, uh, okay, Elegance Rosé, how do we get it? How can people find it, or where will they buy it if they want to They want to help you out and well, uh, get that again, number down? You know, this is this is a business where friends support you. And uh, John Clarity's at Markey Wine Cellars was my first customer for the Hermit Red Blend uh, yep. last September. And he took the first four cases of Elegance Rosé. So Marquis on Davy has the Elegance Rosé. Um, other than that, um, it's been uh, tough to connect with retailers. I think they're sticking to their existing supply chain, um, you know, the bigger wineries, so the yeah. Cisco's of the wine world. Um, sure. So go to hermitwine.com, and my website is so limiting, you can only order the rosé. <laughs> the Hermit Red one is pretty much sold out. That makes it, um, that makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a cost savings there that I'm, I'm only charging $20 uh, flat, and delivery is free um, with a minimum of six bottles ordered. And uh, we usually get the wine uh, through ATS within three days to you. Uh, it's delicious. I'm looking forward to your review. I'm going uh, on your website, Good Morning Wine, every day to check it out. But yeah, I guess you haven't got too many rosés. Uh, I, like, yeah, I know you like tasting them with a, it, with, like within a group of wines. 
Yeah, it's it's posted. It's just not released yet. So we'll uh, we'll get you a copy of that. Ingo, thanks so much for joining us today. We got to run, but uh, get out there, tie down those vines, catch a bit of sunshine, and uh, we'll stay in touch with you. Thanks so much. It was fun. Cheers. Ingo Grady, he's the proprietor of Hermit Wines, hermitwine.com. You can check out Elegance Rosé just being released now, uh, 100% Movedra. You're listening uh, to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network, uh, or you have been listening to the BC Food & Wine Radio Network. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Casey Wilson and I will be back. We've got some uh, updated news and other items to close out the show. Don't go far. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. Culmina Family Estate Winery reminds you that it's time to join the 2020 Fellowship and reap the rewards. Culmina's Fellowship not only brings people together through their love of Culmina wines, it also features exclusive benefits only available to members, like access to the number series, Culmina's small lot program, as well as unreleased library and rare wines from their portfolio. For details, visit culmina.ca. Culmina Family Estate Winery, creating wines of excellence through the blending of art and science. The Upper Bench of BC's Similkameen Valley. For those in the know, it's a special place that's the source of some of Canada's best wines. And it's here, nestled in a sun-laden, stony corner of the mountains, you'll find Clotus Ole Winery. Surrounded by an idyllic organic vineyard using natural ferments and small art artisanal winemaking, they produce elegant and age-worthy wines that reflect the unique land. You can find Clotus Ole wines in fine wine shops and restaurants across the province or order online at clotusole.ca. Black Hills Estate Winery invites you to raise a glass with them this spring to celebrate the start of their 20th anniversary season. They're offering free shipping when you place an order, purchasing six bottles or more so you can experience some of their new spring releases, like their elegant Chardonnay and Carmenere, while relaxing at home. Check in with them at blackhillswinery.com to find the latest news. And for more information, make sure to like them on Facebook or follow them on Instagram. Gizmondionwine.com, BC's destination for finding great wine at all price points. With their easy-to-use search engine of over 30,000-plus tasting notes, you can find the wines you want by price, points, and more. Bookmark Gizmondionwine.com for the new notes posted daily, each with a photo of the label. Get new ideas and find great buys with seasonal and weekly top 10 wine lists, original stories, and videos. If wine matters to you, join us at Gizmondionwine.com. Follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Gizmondionwine.com. Mondi on wine. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gizmondi. Casey Wilson. Uh, we have been talking about uh, takeout for quite a while now because it's really all you can do with restaurants. But, Casey, you've gone ahead and looked for what you're calling the top five wine and food takeout and delivery spots around town in Vancouver. Uh, so let's start with number one. Well, the first one. The first one is Maynam and Kitsilano, and mm-hmm. it's Modern Thai. It's on West 4th Avenue, and it is the most authentic Thai restaurant in Vancouver. Yeah. And okay. takeout is 10% off the menu. Yeah, and that's uh, M-A-E-N-A-M, Maynam.ca is uh, where you can check out the menu. And uh, you can get beer and wine. 
Uh, next up, Casey, a uh, place I like a lot. I uh, go to regularly, Nightingale, uh, and that's at 1021 West Hastings. Uh, they got a bunch of stuff going on there, including, a, I think, a kid's menu, right? They do. And you know what? They make the best pizza in the city. If you, if you go online there, you can see, I think there's six or seven choices. Every you, you want to order all six or seven when you start reading them, but, you know. And, and an I, incredible wine list, Tony, Yeah, which you can and, order wine. Yep, you can, and they'll send it along with your delivery. I just want to mention them because they're doing these incredible Sunday suppers for anybody in the uh, food business, any servers, anybody really feeling the pinch. They're doing uh, cost Sunday dinners. You got to, uh, They do about 100 a week, so you can go online and try and sign up for them. Very inexpensive. Really nice thing that uh, Chef... Uh, Hawksworth. Oh, Hawksworth is uh, done for uh, the industry, so and the price is it's like it's it's under seven dollars, I think, or six dollars. It's just amazing. Okay, Casey, next you have uh, Nuba, which is Lebanese and vegetarian, and you can take out from Nuba in Gastown, Kitts, Mount Pleasant, and Yaletown. Very good food. You know, Tony, I know you would love it. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Darby's Public House. I haven't been there in <laughs> ages. Exactly. Uh, and liquor store. They're doing something cool too, Casey. Yes. And uh, Anissa checks that out every once in a while. They're doing free delivery door to door in Vancouver, and that's really quite amazing because most people are charging five to seven dollars. They have over fifteen hundred different spirits, wine, cider, and beer. You can order online at Darby's or by phone. And there's no limit on the number. You, if you just want to order one bottle of wine, they'll deliver it, or the price. So it's it's a really great offer. And that's at uh, darbys.pub. Uh, if you go to that website, you'll you'll get all the information you need. Uh, last, Casey, uh, our pals over at Save On Foods, how are they holding up? You yes, checked into them. They are very busy, but they're doing deliveries from 1250 Marine Drive, and the first delivery is free, and then, depending on where you live, it's 5 to $15. And that's, uh, you're talking about wine there that you can add to your uh, takeout list. Uh, you can you can shop for takeout there, but the wine deliveries, uh, are the first one is free, I guess, and then they charge you after that. Okay, Casey, and now uh, coming up, Vancouver Sun, uh, what's going on with rustic sandwiches? I'm doing a, an article on tartine, which are open-faced rustic sandwiches. And um, so when this shelter-in-place order loomed, I bought and froze several loaves of really delicious hearth-baked bread because I am a big lunch person. I don't eat breakfast, and I love good bread. In fact, I don't eat any bread that comes in a plastic bag. I'm a bread you're snob. S- you're such a bread snob. You I took know. it right away from me there. And you've yeah. got to Google Tom Douglas's Tasty Tomato Soup which ran in the Vancouver Sun. And if you just Google my name with Tom Douglas's Tasty Tomato Soup, I will never eat a canned tomato soup again. Uh, we are out of time, folks. Uh, for me, just he- head over to uh, gizmondionwine.com and sign up for our newsletter because this week uh, we have a whole lot of COVID news, COVID stories, and then we're going to run some great lists of uh, BC wines under $20, international wines under $20, but you have to be on the list to get the newsletter. Sorry, we can't send it out 
you have to say you want it, so you simply give us your email address. We don't send you any junk because we don't have any time to send you any junk, so it's a it's a good deal both ways. Uh, that's it for this week. I really want to thank Anissa Hetherington, who uh, makes it all work. Since I'm sitting here in my home office, Casey's actually in the studio. Uh, what are you, about 15 feet away from Anissa? Or? I am. I'm being very careful here. Stay and away I from her, Anissa. everybody else is, too. Yes. Uh, I think you're in the age group now, Casey. Some, I think... 65 and up is you're you're probably in that age group no i'm wavering around 55 tony (laughs) love it thanks for listening folks uh and really uh have yourself a good weekend try and chill out a bit uh we're gonna get through this we just have to stay calm and we have to listen to the experts not the boneheads yes that's my uh tip for the week thanks for joining us i'm tony gizmondi i'm casey wilson have a great weekend that's it for today's show Tune in again next week for Anthony Gizmondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.